So good morning, CSO Midtown. Greetings, my fellow seekers of truth and abundance. Today at CSL Midtown, we are going to share with you some of the principles and practices of the science of mind philosophy that can help you manifest prosperity and abundance in all areas of your life. Have you ever felt like something was missing in your life, even though you had all the material possessions and success that society says should make you happy? Well, that could be because true prosperity is not just about having money or things. As Catherine Ponder, who is one of New Thought's prolific writers and teachers on manifesting abundance wrote, prosperity is a way of living and thinking. It is a consciousness that attracts abundance and goodness into your life. According to the science of mind, we are all connected to the infinite intelligence that is the source of all abundance and prosperity. We have the ability to tap into the attributes of God, which include love, joy, peace, wisdom, beauty, life, and power. These attributes are what I like to call the seven ups because embodying them lifts our consciousness and experience higher and higher to support us in experiencing a vibrant, full, prosperous life. So how do we tap into this abundance? Well, according to this teaching, it starts with our beliefs and habitual thoughts. If we believe in scarcity and lack, we will manifest more of the same. But if we shift our beliefs to, if we shift our beliefs to focus on abundance and prosperity, we can tap into the unlimited potential of the universe. Here at CSL, we teach that this shift in mindset is about changing the thoughts that run in our subconscious mind, which are powerful drivers of our behaviors and emotions. If we at some deep level think that we are unworthy or incapable of achieving abundance and prosperity in any area of our lives, then we will likely unconsciously create situations that confirm our limiting beliefs. But when we align our thoughts with the truth of our connection to the divine, we can experience abundance and prosperity in all areas of our lives. We can manifest loving relationships, vibrant health, creative self-expression, meaningful work, a deep sense of purpose and fulfillment, and yes, unlimited amounts of money and resources. For example, I imagine you felt the abundance of love and connection when spending time with loved ones or with a community that uplifts you. You've probably experienced the abundance of wisdom and knowledge when learning something new or expanding your horizons. Or maybe you've seen the abundance of beauty and wonder when appreciating the natural world around you. These are just a few examples of the many forms of abundance and prosperity that we experience. Using the principles and practices of the science of mind can help us tap into these experiences even more deeply. On page 34 of the science of mind, Ernest Holmes writes, we are using this mind, spirit, life, power, love, beauty, and peace every moment of our lives. So by aligning our thoughts and beliefs with the truth of our inherent connection to the divine, we can manifest the fullness of the seven ups, love, joy, peace, wisdom, beauty, life, and power. And we have the ability to experience all of these attributes in abundance. I believe in and teach these principles because I've used them to transform my own experience in life. 
uh, earlier in the discussion group, I was uh, talking about, you know, why I'm so passionate about this teaching and why I'm here, why I use it. And Judy was say, said to me, uh, she was like, girl, you're preaching. <laughs> so I'm not going to preach right now because I'll leave that to Cynthia. But um, I definitely can say that for many years before I started consciously using these principles, I struggled with feelings of sadness and separation, unworthiness and scarcity in my personal relationships. But through my studies and practices of the science of mind, thankfully, I'm continuously coming to understand that I'm inherently worthy of love and connection. And as I've started to, as I started to affirm this truth to myself as often as possible, and as I started to focus on the abundance and love and connection that was already present in my life, although I, you know, it was like hard for me to find it and see it. I, I focus, you know, just on the on the light that I could find. And I've been able to attract new friendships and wonderful relationships with people who show up for me. I've also deepened some of my previously existing relationships in ways that have brought me immense joy and fulfillment. So we all have a story. We all have a background. We all have a reasons for why we might not have felt um, as empowered as we could. But um, so I invite you to, to continue, because I know that you are practitioners and students of science of mind, most of you out here are listening. So I invite you to continue taking steps toward manifesting abundance and prosperity in your life. Focus on abundance and prosperity that's already present. Affirm the truth of your inherent connection to the divine. Use the principles and practices of the science of mind to align your thoughts and beliefs with this truth and watch as abundance and prosperity flow into all areas of your life. Now, let us move into a spiritual mind treatment to treat our minds to know the truth about abundance and prosperity as our birthright. I invite you to do what you need to do to settle into this now moment. Maybe take a deep breath or two. If you have anything that's in your hands, you might put it down, you might close your eyes. And as we come into this present moment, let us recognize and affirm the truth of our inherent connection to the divine. I'm gonna speak this treatment in the first person and I invite you to accept the words that which resonate with you and you can just leave the rest. I know that we are one with the infinite intelligence that is the source of all abundance and prosperity. So I let go of any limiting beliefs that I am unworthy or incapable of achieving the abundance and prosperity that I desire. Any and all ideas of lack and limitation are not the truth of God. Instead, I focus my mind on the truth of my birthright as a child of the universe. As a child of the universe, I know that I am deserving of all good things and that abundance and prosperity are my natural state of being. I affirm that I am now attracting abundance and prosperity into my life in all areas. I live a life that embodies the fullness of the seven ups, love, joy, peace, wisdom, beauty, life, power, 
They are mine right now and always. And I easily and effortlessly align my thoughts and beliefs with these attributes and thereby attract more and more good into my life. I release any attachment to the outcome and trust that the universe will deliver my desires in perfect timing and then the highest and best good for all concerned. I am open and receptive to receiving unexpected gifts and opportunities that align with my desires and my purpose. I give thanks for the abundance and prosperity that is already prosperous that is already present in my life, and I'm grateful for new opportunities and blessings that are on their way to me. I release this treatment into the infinite intelligence of the universe, knowing that it is done. And so it is. Guys, absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Maya. And again, guys, when Ever Dr. Bob is out of town, he makes sure we are in good hands. Today is no exception. We have the great Reverend Cynthia Paulson that will deliver the message today about prosperity and abundance. Please, let's welcome warmly our special guest, Reverend Cynthia Paulson. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, everyone, for being here and for tuning in this morning. So I love it when I get to be here on the last Sunday of the month because I get to wrap up the theme, which this month the theme was the power of living a balanced life. And Dr. Bob chose four quadrants of life. He started out, we talked about um, our health and the truth of our wholeness and our well-being. And then he talked about our relationships and love and the fact that love is what we are. And last week, he talked about work and career and our purpose and being in alignment with that. And today's topic, of course, you know by now, what I get to talk about is prosperity, living a prosperous life of abundance. And I was so glad to see this subject included because many of us might not think of it as being part of a spiritually balanced life. In fact, some of us might get a little weird about our prosperity and abundance. It may even be an area of our life where we struggle to understand how to use spiritual principle. Most of us, when we hear prosperity, still immediately think, money, cash, your bank account, your investments, material possessions, maybe how big your house is or the kind of car you drive or your income level. Now, I'm not going to argue that prosperity is or isn't any of those things because what I really want to talk about is having a prosperity consciousness. Now, like many of you, I have taken classes over the years to learn how to deepen and develop a prosperity consciousness. In fact, I think there's a class going on right now through this center. Now, studying this is how I came to understand what prosperity really is. It's a divine principle. It's spiritual law. It's a state of mind. 
and it's a naturally occurring process. Prosperity is actually a demonstration of life, aka God in action or spirit in action. And when we choose to see it this way, we actually start to see examples of prosperity everywhere. So let me give you a pretty random, specific example. We're going to talk about peaches for a minute. We're in Georgia, we're in the peach state, so it's appropriate. Peaches are not only delicious, but they are a perfect illustration of prosperity in action. Now, I don't mean just any peach. I want you to think about that elusive, perfect summer peach. You know, the kind I'm talking about where they're not too hard, it's not too soft, it's sweet and it's juicy. It's the kind of peach that when you get one and you eat it, you have to go right back to the store to try to get 10 more because they're that good. I love them. Now, if I've got a beautiful peach in my hand, I might start to wonder, where did this peach come from? Why is it so delicious? How did I end up with it? And the answer I might receive is, it's all God, it's, or spirit, it's all prosperity. So let's take this journey for a moment. I am not a farmer by any means, but is my understanding that peaches grow on trees. Peaches, peach trees grow from a seed. This peach that I enjoy so much is born of a tree that was ultimately born from a single seed, probably planted a long time ago. The process goes something like this. This is very rudimentary. Seed into the ground, water, and then we've got some sunshine, seedling. It starts to grow into a little seedling, and that becomes a plant which turns into the tree, which bears fruit, and then you have a harvest of peaches. That process that I just described is the prosperity, abundance, and wisdom of nature. It's God in action. It's intelligent, and it's perfect. But this miracle, which I think it's a miracle, doesn't happen without human help. After all, the farmer had to plant the seed. The farmer's life, God in action. We're all God in action. Farms have employees and workers. These people are humans. Their life, more God in action. These humans tend to the plants, nurture the trees, grow the fruits of their labor. It's life. It is prosperity. They're paid for their work, so there's some good old-fashioned money prosperity as part of the process. Now, eventually, the peaches are picked by the workers. They're collected and packaged and transported, loaded onto a flat, onto a pallet, onto a truck. They're going to be transported to fruit stands and farmer's markets and grocery stores moved across state lines, maybe even put on airplanes and shipped to other countries. And then the peaches are received at their destination. They're displayed, sold in stores by more workers, more people being paid for their work, more life is involved, more participants take part in the divine practice of prosperity, hours worked, wages earned, product produced, produce, sold. I chose this example for a reason, because I love that language. Produce. It's a noun, as in a peach, is produce. Produce is a section of a grocery store. But it's also a verb. Produce, as in if nature does its work, 
If humans work and tend to these plants and trees, they produce. It's growth, expansion, and creation. Prosperity, it's the natural way life works. This is the only way I view prosperity and abundance these days. It's good, it's natural, it's divine flow. I participate in it and I say yes to it. I don't want anything blocking my good and my prosperity. I hope you stand with me in agreement on that. If I see a good peach, I'm saying yes to that. It always makes me sad when I see people have a problem with prosperity or they are unable to see how valuable it is to have a prosperity consciousness. Louise Hay talked a lot about this in her books, that prosperity is a state of mind and our thoughts and beliefs, even formed way back in our childhood, deeply impact our relationship with it. She told of growing up in a poor family, believing there was never enough. Her experience was an outpicturing of her consciousness, just like it is for all of us. That's the way the law works. So when Louise was in fourth grade, her class had a party at school. They had cake. Her classmates were all middle-class kids who had cake at home all the time. But Louise never got cake in her family because they couldn't afford it. Those kids at school, at the school party, took two and three pieces each. By the time the teacher got to Louise, there was no cake left. She got none. Because that was what she believed she deserved. She believed there would never be enough for her. And she took that belief into her adulthood until she did the spiritual work to change it. And in case you were wondering, Louise Hay's net worth at the time of her death was over $50 million. So she changed it. So many people struggle with the belief of unworthiness and the belief that there will never be enough for them. Now, of course, spiritually, we know this is not true. There is always enough. What if I were to say to you, particularly all of you here in person, stop breathing my air. Stop breathing my air. Now, that is a ridiculous thing to say, yes. It's not my air, it's our air. Are we all in agreement that there is an abundance of air in this room for all of us? Yes. There is plenty of air in this room. There is plenty of everything everywhere. Abundance means a full or adequate supply. There is a full or adequate supply of everything we can imagine because spirit is all and spirit is unlimited supply. Spirit is any manifest thing we wish to have or experience. It's our good. So using the analogy of the air in the room, if we close off our lungs, we close ourselves off to our supply of air and we suffocate. That closing off can only come from us and our consciousness. When we understand what it means to have a prosperity consciousness, we are letting in what's already there, our good. We are not blocking it. We are not rejecting it. 
If we are not experiencing our abundant, prosperous nature, we have to look at what is in our mind, our thoughts, and our beliefs, our childhood, things we witnessed, things we were taught. We have to examine what it is that's blocking our good and our prosperous abundance, just like Louise Hay did. Because source is not blocking our abundance. There is no shortage of good, and we can't be separated from it unless our consciousness is blocked. So how do we cultivate a prosperity consciousness? I'm going to blow through a few ideas here. I'm sorry, I could talk about this, I swear, for about six hours, so I'm going to try to limit. Uh, prosperity is something to expect, believe in, and trust. We have probably all had a panicky moment. Hopefully this was many years ago when maybe you were just starting out where you look at your bank account and it's lower than you would like. I have a strategy for that. Now, I'm not suggesting this will work for everyone, but what I do is I don't look. I rarely ever look at balances, bank statements, or investment portfolios. Now, I am fortunate that there's no concern of those things falling down to zero. But if you're like, so if you're, you know, 20 years old and with a part-time job, that strategy might not work for you. I always have the full expectation that when I do see a balance for my accounts, it will be prosperous, abundant, growing, and expanding. And just to prove my point, uh, while I was working on this talk, I logged into my investment account. <laughs> and as expected, all is well, it's growing, it's expanding, but I saw something interesting. You could put in some date parameters and they, it would make you a graph for what your investments were doing. So I put in the last four years just to see what it looked like. And in March of 2020, as you recall, COVID hit, world went on lockdown, the markets did some funky things. My chart went like that with a big old dip. I lost about 30% of the full value. Probably maybe everybody did. Now, it's all back up and it's higher than that, but my point is I never logged in and saw that dip. I never let the experience of that loss, that fear, that lack even enter my consciousness. Now, the grown-up goal might be to have a high enough prosperity consciousness that you might see the dip and not let it affect you. That's what I'm working on next. Prosperity is something to pay attention to. Now, that sounds like the exact opposite of what I just said. But what I mean is pay attention to it, not from a panicked, fearful place, but in a joyous way. Like when we did when we were thinking about where the peach came from. Prosperity is all around us to notice and to witness. It's something to pay attention to in order to have gratitude for it. You know, when you're thinking about the farmer who picked the peach that you're enjoying, that is gratitude. Prosperity is something to participate in. We all know our role in this, how the law of circulation works. We give, we receive. Prosperity is always moving and in flow. We should have hands that are open because they are ready to give and ready to receive. Prosperity is something to affirm. Some of you might be familiar with Stretton Smith's 4T Prosperity Program that's taught in many Unity churches. It's a 12-week course that teaches people how to improve their prosperity consciousness. The four T's are tithing, your time, talent, and treasure. Again, 
giving. But one of the homework assignments for the class is to repeat the affirmation, I am prosperous 200 times a day out loud. That's a lot. And I, I just did it begrudgingly at first. It took me a while to get going, but I really did this homework assignment. I would take a walk outside by myself in nature and say it out loud, and it becomes a mantra. And while you're saying that over and over again, you can't help thinking about all the ways that you are and can be prosperous. It trains you in this beautiful meditative mantra state to open yourself up to prosperity and abundance, to look for it and expect it. I believe prosperity is something to play with. Ten years ago, I took the Foundations of Science of Mind class, and in that class, we created what is known as an unexpected income club. And everyone in the class agreed, of course, that our one source spirit is unlimited in its ability to provide for us when we choose to open up additional avenues for it to do so. We learned that unexpected income means thinking outside the box of the income we get from our work or our jobs. Things like you go to lunch with your friend and your friend buys you lunch and you'd end up not having to pay. Well, the cost of your lunch that you didn't pay is unexpected income. You got to keep that. If you're planning to make a big purchase and you go to the store and suddenly the thing you're about to buy is 50% off, that other 50% is unexpected income. You get to keep it. If you find a dollar on the ground and nobody's around, unexpected income. So what we all did in class was we agreed that for the duration of the 10-week foundations class, we would keep track of all of our unexpected income and tithe just 10% of it back to the center. And it became a game like we were playing with spiritual principle. Our giving became easy because we were only giving a tiny bit of money that we didn't anticipate in the first place. Prosperity is something to expect. I always have the expectation that when an unanticipated bill appears, the unexpected income to pay the bill will also appear. My favorite illustration of this happened to me about seven years ago. I was living in one of the nicest uh, rental houses I've ever lived in, a beautiful neighborhood. And it was one of the first times in my life that I consciously chose the more expensive place to live because I found these new thought principles. And I knew I deserved to live there. I knew I was worthy of that home and that I could afford it, even if sometimes it was a little tight financially. For some reason, when I signed the lease and moved in, the owner of this home was very particular about me having all the utilities put in my name. Beyond just power and cable, he also wanted the water bill put in my name. And I remember it was such a hassle because the water company said, only the owner can do this. You, you can't do this. I couldn't just call and put it in my name. So he had to handle it. And he jumped through all these hoops and got the water bill put in my name. And I remember thinking that was strange. Well, a few weeks later, my dryer blew up and I had to buy a new dryer. And I spent $400 on it. I had to put it on a credit card. I didn't have the money for it. But I reminded myself that when an unexpected bill shows up, the unexpected in income will also show up. And this sounds like I'm making this up, but I swear it's true. A week later in the mail, I got a check for $400 from the water company. <laughs> 
And I called them and said, what is this about? Why, why are you sending me all this money? And they said that there was like a lawsuit from the neighborhood that the water company had been mischarging this whole street and the whole all, all neighborhood. And whoever's name was on the water bill, the settlement said, that's who got the refund check. So I wasn't going to argue anymore. I said, thank you very much. And that covered my dryer completely. It was wonderful. That was the, sometimes when you get one of those big ones, it's like, yeah, this is so real. And I love it. Another spiritual practice that can help uh, cultivate a prosperity consciousness is creating a vision board. Now, I've used vision boards successfully in the past to attract all kinds of things, including my prosperity and abundance. And what I had done, this was years ago, was I took my bank statement. This was back when I was still looking at bank statements. And I um, white, took white out and covered up the balance. And I wrote in with black marker, $10,000. <laughs> that was my goal back then. I wanted to see $10,000 in my account. Well, within a few months, I had $12,000 in my account, and I was so amazed and so proud of myself. And I remember my husband, who was my boyfriend back then, looked at my vision board and said, you need to learn how to write some more zeros. <laughs> and that's really what I want to leave you with today, because he was right. My challenge to you is to think about where in your prosperity consciousness you can come up with a bigger ask. There's a quote from the Science of Mind that says, how much good can you receive as much as you can believe? Why aren't you asking for something larger, bigger, or greater? Why not ask for more? Let's try that today for fun. Having a bigger ask does not take away from someone else's good. We know this. It doesn't make you greedy because our supply is endless and unlimited. Prosperity is part of an abundant, balanced life. It is wonderful. And so are you, and so am I, and so it is. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Cynthia. All right, so what an awesome talk this morning. Maya's treatment, Reverend Cynthia's talk, um, so, um, now is our time for sharing this abundance that we've been talking about. Um, you can do that by going to our website, cslmidtown.org, and there's a donate button right there. You can click the QR code that will show up in a second while we do our affirmation of prosperity. And you can set up, you can do a one-time donation. You can donate in the basket at the back of the room, or you can set up a regular ongoing uh, donation. So any of those ways, there's lots of ways for us to accept your contributions of your fabulous abundance, expected and unexpected. So if you will, read with me our affirmation of prosperity. I live in a universe of abundance. As I freely and joyfully give, I join in the divine flow. And all that I share with life returns to me multiplied abundantly. And so it is. I'm going to turn it back to our wonderful Barbara Guillory for announcements. Yay. Awesome. Awesome. Again, guys, we have just been treated to a wonderful message. Reverend Cynthia, it's always great the way you put it together. It's, it's 
in story form. And of course, we can always relate. So very much related, relatable. Yes, we stand with you, Reverend Cynthia. Yes, I am prosperous. I'm taking that today, starting today. So guys, look for me to be blowing up, being prosperous. Thank you for the message. <laughs> and um, again, we want to congratulate Reverend Bob when we see him again on his Youth Conference Award. Again, very prestigious. Uh, please visit our website, cslmidtown.org for all of the events that we are having. One event that I want to remind everyone, next Sunday, we are celebrating our 11th anniversary. So we want all of you guys to come back. Again, our community is growing. We want you to invite others to come with you, bring your family, bring your friends. Again, join us online because we will be celebrating our 11th anniversary. This is, uh, again, quite an accomplishment for us. Why? Because this is the community that believe. We do believe in our greatness. And again, Reverend Cynthia, thank you for helping us to believe in our greatness this morning. So I want to um, leave with our affirmation of life, if you would join me. I leave this place now knowing something better than I knew before. I go forth in the world with a heart full of love and a mind full of good sense. I look at the world in a greater way, knowing that I have within me everything I need to create the life I desire. I give thanks for this understanding, and I am grateful for the spirit of life that lives through me. And so it is. Go out, guys. Be prosperous and abundant. Thank you.